You're listening to the Start Your Wellness Business Podcast, brought to you by Wellpreneur. If you're a new wellness entrepreneur or just thinking of starting a health and wellness business, don't miss this special podcast series. Hi, I'm Wellpreneur founder Amanda Cook, and in this series, I'll guide you step-by-step through building your own successful wellness business. And don't worry about taking notes. We've put it all into a free nine-page checklist that you can download at wellpreneur.com slash start my business. Welcome back to Start Your Wellness Business. In this step, we're actually setting up your business. We're doing all the the legal, technical stuff that actually turns it from just you having an idea into you as business owner. Now, if you want the detailed checklist for this, then you definitely need to download the checklist, which is available at wellpreneur.com slash start my business. Also, I need to say I am not a lawyer. I am not an accountant. I don't know where you live. And the regulations and rules are different based on what country you're in. If you're in the US, they're different based on state. So I cannot give you concrete advice on this. But here is a good thing. You do not need to figure this out from scratch at all. There are people who specialize in setting up businesses in your specific area. So this is a place where you could spend hours, days, weeks trying to research it all and figure it all out yourself. Or you could just ask somebody who knows. And this is a place where you just need to ask somebody who knows. So here are the kind of things that you want to do in this step. You need to choose a business structure. So you're going to need legal advice here. And this is different in every country, but it usually comes down to something like, are you a sole trader? Meaning like if you're just self-employed, you're just running your business under your own name, like it's just just part of you and your personal finances? Or are you going to set up a company or a partnership where you actually become the owner of an official company? And then you need to have the company accountant and the company business, you know, business accounts and things like that. So this is going to be different based on your needs and your country. But this is something that you need to decide. How are you going to trade? So what is your business structure going to be? You also want to look into what regulations pertain to your type of business. Here's another area where you'll want to get some legal advice. So if you want to be a health coach in the United States, for example, you need to understand the scope of practice based on your individual state. Um, And so if you are a health coach, you should reach out to your health coach training program, and they'll probably have resources on this that, that point you in the direction of what you need to know based on where you live. Now, I know this stuff can sound, I can't give you super concrete advice here, and I know it can feel a little scary over, or overwhelming, but this is like the nuts and bolts of the stuff you need to do to be in business. And like I said, other people have figured this out. So you don't have to go hire a lawyer right off the bat. I would start with these types of questions. I would start with your training program. So wherever you did your health coach training or your other type of wellness training, I would reach out to them. Also, if you have any associations for the thing that you're practicing, so like a health coaching association, a massage therapist, a yoga association, 
um, reach out to them and they will have advice and guidance. Also, reach out to other people who are working in the field and see if they can refer you. Do they have a lawyer they worked with? Do they have an accountant they could refer you to? Um, There are lots of resources out there. You do not need to figure this all out alone. So the key things are your business structure, understanding the regulations in the area where you live and work. If you need any type of certifications or licensing or qualifications to run that business, um, and what type of insurance will you need for that business? Again, your school or an association, an industry association will often have insurance deals and recommended insurance companies that are familiar with your type of business. Probably you're going to need an accountant. So that's another great place where you can get a referral. Um, And then you're going to want to open a business bank account. um, And then we get to the fun part, choose a business name. So in this step, this is where you can really decide, choose your business name, choose your website address. So like what URL, so like wellpreneur.com is my URL. Um, So in my case, Wellpreneur or Wellpreneur Limited is my actual business name and Wellpreneur.com is my domain name. So this is the point where you can buy both of those things. Of course, you don't have to do anything with that domain yet, but once you've got your business name, it's nice to buy it just so that you've got it. Domains are not expensive, um, maybe like 12, 15 bucks a year. So um, it's worth getting it and just making sure that you have that name. Now, Um, Just a quick thing on this, people get really stuck on choosing a business name. And so as you're brainstorming business names, I would just really encourage you to always Google them, see who else is anybody else already using that name, and then look in the trademark database of your country. So the US trademark database, or the UK trademark database, and see has somebody trademarked that name or something very similar. If they have, do not use it. Because you may get away with it for a couple months, but at some point they will find you and you will get a letter from their lawyer and you'll have to change everything. So much better to spend five minutes, just look it up, it's free to search the trademark database. Just make sure you're in the clear, Uh, make sure you can buy the domain name, and then you're good to go with that. Most of, you know, I mean, you should be, I can't say 100% for sure, but that's the big thing to do is to Google it, see who else is using it, uh, make sure that nobody's using it, and then check the trademark database to see if it's clear for you to use. Now, when you're choosing a business name, um, you can choose a name that sounds like a business, like Wellpreneur or, you know, something else like that. But I really like the idea for a lot of people starting out. I really like the idea of using your own name as a business name. So I also have this. I have a website, amandacook.me, and that's my personal brand website. And I do other things under there. You know, I've got other courses and a membership and, and other things I'm planning in the future under my personal brand business. And this is really nice because it allows you to change direction over time without having to change your business name. So for example, if you, to follow along with the the example we used before, if you were like, I'm going to help new moms to sleep better. If you called your business like the New Mom Sleep Academy or something, I'm just making this up. I have no idea. Maybe somebody already has that name. But if you did that, and then a couple years down the road, you're like, you know, that's nice. But now I also, you know, now these moms have school age children and now I want to help them with meal planning. 
it might be kind of weird to have it under New Mom Sleep Academy, right? So that's why I like a more broad name or doing it under your personal name because it gives you a little bit more flexibility to evolve and grow your business. Now, you know your vision. If you are like, I am creating a big business, it's all about this, I've got my business plan. If you're like that type of entrepreneur, then you can create a really specific name. But if you're like a lot of people that get into health and wellness and are new wellness entrepreneurs, you're just doing this because you love it. And you love all sorts of health and wellness. And you're probably going to do lots of different types of modalities and training. Maybe you've done health coaching and you're going to get a massage therapy certificate and then you're going to become a Reiki practitioner and you love to work with all kinds of people and you don't really know what you want to sell. I really suggest considering going with your name because it gives you a lot of flexibility in the future to be able to adapt your business as you change. And then the last thing to do with this step is to sign up for an email marketing service, an email marketing service. This is going to allow you to start to grow your audience and to keep a list, a mailing list of potential clients that you can keep in touch with. So I personally use and recommend an email marketing service called ConvertKit. And they have a free plan to get started. So if you'd like to sign up through my affiliate link, which if down the road, if you do decide to join for a paid plan, then I'll get a little kickback from that, which I totally appreciate um, as a thank you for this podcast. Um, so if you want to sign up through my affiliate link, you can do so at wellpreneur.com slash convert kit. Uh, but they're great to get started. And it's, you know, like I said, it's a free plan to start your email list um, so that you can start to collect that audience and of people that um, would be maybe interested in buying your products and services down the road. So here we go in this step. I know there was a lot in there and these are quite a few to do's. Make sure you get the checklist, which has more detail. But this is the point where you want to actually start your business. Um and you can do that even if you've got your day job or whatever else, you know, you can just start your business on the side so you can start your business so that then as we move forward, we can actually start selling stuff and making progress.